Welcome to a ghoulish episode 18 of Rinkside. I am Potty, aka Kragus Crabfeeder Drahar, joined by Chewy. The goat. The goat. Ooh, the goat. What a. You know, the goat. I know the goat, but, uh, you know, used to be the curse of Wrigley Field, though. So I've always known the goat in a different light than the greatest of all time, but I'm willing to understand and accept it from you. What a great costume. You dressed up as me. What a privilege. Um, you know, I feel so entitled here. Um, how do you feel dressing up as the, the goat? Well, I can't see a thing, and I'm not even sure if you guys can hear me, but I'm a goat, and that's all that matters. Yes, that is all that matters. And what a... Fantastic costume you got there, Chewy. Um, you know, I don't know if you want to keep that on. You're welcome to take it off, but I'd love to turn over into Chewy's corners. There were, um, you know, two cards you wanted to talk about today. Well, why don't we uh, go to Potty's Penthouse first while I while I get this mask off? All right, from Potty's Penthouse. You know, actually, I uh, removed my segment this time. So maybe we'll just like trim it or cut it or something, or I'll just keep talking and jib jab around. We've got Chewie in a transforming act and he's back in action here on his Chewie's Corner. All right, Chewie's Corner. So yeah, I quickly wanted to uh, shout out uh, two cards from uh, our one and only Mr. Twinscrews website, oh, yeah. which is uh, Mr. Col B Collectibles. That's now, right. uh, all the yeah, all the info's on the screen. If you don't know, uh, our boy Mike Twinscrew, the goalie of the Norfolk Navigators, he he has a he has a collectibles site where he sells cards, comics, uh, and other sports memorabilia. Wow, that was a hard word. And uh, yeah, let's take a look at those two cards uh, real quick that I I truly adore. You got card number one and card number two. Uh, two of well, two players I really like, Steve Eiserman. Unfortunately, I'm not a uh, Calgary Flames guy. I don't know. Is that supposed to be a Calgary Flames? That doesn't make sense. He was a Detroit. I don't know what's going on. Am I, unless I didn't know. Let me. Anyways, and we got um, Ronick. Uh, two sweet cards. Um, yeah, I mean, check out his website for uh, for that stuff. And uh, I'm I'm pretty sure he didn't play for the Calgary Flames, and that's just the C from his captaincy or something. But uh, that's a that's a pretty cool patch. What anyways, a, what a patch it is, and all the patches you can find at Mr. B's. All right, well that was a sweet little segment there. You know we've got a pretty stocked agenda for the. Uh, you know, consumers of our viewership today, um, starting with uh, overview of the standings, then we're going into the all-star announcements. Then we've got a showcase on face-offs. We're going to look inside the rinkside crystal ball, move on over to our plays of the week. Then we're going to talk about our top five Halloween candies and wrap up with an interview with a special guest, Nathaniel Ironsides. So, without further ado, let's well, move. Before we, uh, before we move on, how's uh, I, I don't know if I missed it, but how's Potty's Penthouse? How was your Halloween? How's everything going in the life of Potty? Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, you know, I was saying I had prepared this other thing, uh, but I like got rid of it to kind of look at the cards. But thanks for asking. I appreciate that. You know. Life's well. You know, I had a good Halloween. I watched the movie It. I think that came out in 2017. Um, I understood that it was like a pretty well-made, you know, clean, like looking film. And it was really scary um, for me. So, but I, I made it through it. And uh, nice. I was kind of satisfied with, uh, with it. I read the Wikipedia on the first, like adaptation of the first book and understand there's a number of differences and whatnot. But I thought it was like a really cool storyline and I really liked are it. 
that actors are you uh, scared of scared of um clowns like are, are clowns uh no i don't know sc- no i think that's called like agoraphobia or something uh okay uh agoraphobia no man, that's the fear of diseases that's what one of the character has <laughs> um uh but uh no i don't have like a, a a specific fear um i think it was pretty tolerable um but some like jump scare stuff like kind of you know i'm not like really into that okay fair enough yeah we watched uh so my wife uh like really doesn't like scary movies i'm surprised we watched uh the full full movie of the conjuring i don't know mm. if you've seen that it's uh it's a super good movie like based on a true story uh essentially like this house uh this family moves into this house and it's like um a witch cursed it for, like before she like hung herself like so she got um like they're made to kill her her newborn and then she like hung herself but she like cursed the land before she died and now everyone like who moves there is like pretty much goes insane or gets possessed pretty much it's a it's a really cool uh movie i i've watched it probably three or four times and i'm not like my wife hates scary movies she really liked the movie uh it wasn't like super scary it was more like a psychological thriller um and i don't know it's like it's got one of like the best storylines in a in a scary movie so that's why i like it so much i don't like just like dumb scary movies i like i like storylines so we watched that that was really cool and uh i actually got something really cool to show i'll show it now even though it's not up so give me one more second while i while i hop off here all right no i know it's going to be worth it i've heard a lot of chatter from the goals community on what the grand reveal is about to be and here it is chewy all right so for my birthday my wife got this custom made oh. i don't know if you can see the full thing it's a it's a neon light of my like twitch handle chewy canadian with yeah. a little twitch logo and uh yeah i have to set this up it's probably going to go like on the wall either like down here or i'll put it like up and then let's adjust the camera but it's like this super cool like neon light all the streamers have it apparently and i think it's super cool i can't wait to like set it up um so that was my birthday gift this year um thought i'd show that off and then hopefully next week it's all set up for everyone to see well, happy birthday whenever that occurred. Was that today? No, the 16th when, when I was down in Dominican. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, what a great and thoughtful gift from your wife. That's a very special gift, and I, it's an awesome gift to throw into the cave. You know, really a, a glistening light against the dark palette that is the man cave in which we uh, slumber and emerge. Um, yep. So, like, let's turn our attention to the standings, which we've got right here. Um, We've got, you know, Alaska, Las Vegas, Turku, and Jacksonville all at the top with 51 points. Wow, that's pretty cool. I haven't seen that in a long time. What do you think about that, Chewy? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, it just goes to show, like, how tight, the the fight for the top spot is um 51 points in 32 games that's pretty impressive uh all of them trying to fight for top seeds in their divisions um which i think they are all top seeds in their their respective divisions but then you got redwater right below with 46 points this might be redwater's best season ever Mm. uh they've not been known to score goals they've been known to uh, shut teams out a lot and, and win low scoring games but I mean if you look real close potty I don't know if you can see but they have more goals than the Florida challengers mm. who are known for their offense so I think you guys got to be a little worried there uh, next up we got Florida and Dublin tied now that the standings are updated Dublin is above Florida so that's that must be tough to see I uh, and then because <laughs> of the goals differential of the because of the goal differential yeah after the two games that aren't loaded up but uh another cool th- well not cool for tennessee they're in eighth but believe it or not they're nowhere near a playoff spot right now because they have to pass the florida challengers to be in a playoff spot and they're about 12 points away even though they're ahead of rome and albuquerque who are fighting for their playoff spot right now um 
Tennessee's got a little bit more of an uphill battle than than Roman Albuquerque. So who has to fight against the challengers in order to get to the playoffs? Uh, Tennessee. So Tennessee uh-huh. is is coming up for your spot right now, and then Rome and Albuquerque are fighting for the fourth spot, uh, or Dublin's, or both of them fighting for Dublin's spot. Oh wow! Yeah. So the way the conference and divisions work, even though Tennessee's ahead of Rome and Albuquerque, one of those teams could end up in a playoff spot and Tennessee misses, even though they're ahead of them in the standings. Tough. Can't, can't say much more, but I can say that the miners have been, uh, moving Warsaw, you know, improved from eighth to seventh and remains, again, only six points away from fourth place. So, you know, it's really a testament that anyone in last place could be in playoff contention with however the games work in one week. So people remain hopeful for the future in which the minor league championship comes back home to its, you know, resting city i think that's what the people really want so (laughs) we'll take a look at uh, iceland as well they're still at the top 37 points that's uh that's insane uh saskatoon and malmo both at 30 vancouver 29 tokyo 26 and then atlantic at 25 and and manitoba because of the uh goal differential uh they are in eighth now hmm Guess those goals really do pay off. And speaking of, you know, uh, uh, whatever. Well, okay. So next up, we've got uh, we've got the All Star Game announcement. So we're actually gonna play these for you real quick. They're about thirty seconds each. Shout out any names you see. Who's that? Potty Potty Trev. Congratulations. Yes. And we got the Central Division. If Markham. And we got Europe. Boy, or your girl, Amelia Rose. Big Leathers. And the Pacific. Tom Creek, who's going to have to carry that division. But one big one, after five, after four or five seasons of not making the All-Star game, my buddy and boy, Devin Simser, finally free of the shackles of the snubs and he has finally made an all-star appearance uh he was the first overall pick in the season two draft and has been a bust ever since but now you can't call him a bust because he's leading the league in defense points and he's an all-star wow congrats to simser and coincidentally the winner of the rinkside contest it looks like it really pays off to subscribe and win with ringside. Um, you know, the other team I wanted to look at is Atlantic. Um, uh, is that the right one? Yeah, that one. So real cool to be featured here. Really appreciate. I don't know if people like watched ringside and then said, oh, I might actually vote for potty. But if you did or you did not, I appreciate like the support. So this is really cool to be featured here alongside, um, you know, Trev, you know, kind of my partner mentor, uh, really appreciate the opportunity, you know, and certainly Chewy here, my partner mentor, um, I'm lucky to have two people in my life to learn from. So, um, we've got also congrats to everyone else who made it, of course. Yes. And, and, uh, and can't forget. Oh, the miners, the yes. Canada division. Stig, shout out to Stig. <laughs> Oh, Ferguson, Chen, Grimms. Oh, and their goalie, Dun- Joey Duncan. Duncan. Uh, yeah, that was sweet. Um, let's take a <coughs> take a look at, what was that, Global? Yeah, there we go. Um, so Warsaw, if you look, Iceland really took, took home a big slice of this, but there's good distribution yeah. here. Um, so, you know... Um, Certainly, and 
you know, we won't mention the ones that are missing, but know that there are some that are missing. So let's move on. From here, we have a look inside the rinkside crystal ball. Ooh. So what's in the crystal ball, Potty? What's in the crystal ball? Ooh, let me show you. Oh, look at that. The, <laughs> the most goals ever recorded in a single season is 29. Now, the current season five goals leader, Tom Krieg, has 22 goals that's been across 33 games, which averages 0.66666 repeating um, goals per game. Now, there are 17 games left, so there's a projected 11.33 goals or 33.33, which we'd round down to 33. So it is projected that Krieg will break the season goals record by four goals season end. Wow. Well, fun fact for you. I'm, it's possible Krieg may have a curse because last season, I think by projected numbers, he was like way up ahead to win the, the scoring title in the last like two, three weeks of the season. He became colder than Alaska because oh. uh, he didn't score much and he ended up getting passed by Joey Rabb for the goals leader. Now, Joey, unfortunately, is nowhere to be seen on the leaderboard now, but you do got ringside guest David Hume, who's only mm -hmm. four goals behind Krieg. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if Krieg's curse is real, I don't know. Seven goals could be a long way for him. But there's a couple uh, couple players sneaking up. So, Krieg, watch out. Don't go cold because uh, no one wants to see that disappointment again. No, we don't. That's why Krieg's staying hot. And, you know, here's my prediction. Hume said that he's going to break the, the goals record this season, and I think it's going to be correct, but he's going to come in second place. Krieg is going to okay. break it first. Hume will also break it. All right. He's going to fall short. So do you think Hume's going to break it before Krieg and then Krieg's going to pass him? Or you yeah. think he's oh, Hume is just going to pass 29 goals? Yeah, I think Hume's going to pass 29 goals after Krieg passes it. Okay, okay. Well, Hume's projected goals is 26 and a half. So he's got to step it up a little bit. Maybe uh, if Escola took him off the third line, Hume would score more. I don't know. I'm not an expert, but... Uh, Escola, hmm. maybe uh, give your boy Hume some more playing time so he can score some goals. That's what I'm saying. Uh, all right. So next up, we've got a special here on faceoffs and shout out to my man Sun Steel who put together this awesome chart, which we'll also share out. This breaks down um, by player. Uh, it ranks them by face-off um, percentage. And the minimum is meaning that there had to have been at least 75 face-offs taken. And you can see at the highest end is Shady Meeks with 65%. Wow. And the things on the right, we've got uh, on the far right, there's two columns. One is like a little bit mostly green and the other one's mostly red. So the one to the left is face-off attribute. So this is the attribute for face-offs. As you can see, almost everyone is 99. Um, Shady Meeks is a 98. And then- That's the interesting, actually. Looking to, yeah, very interesting, right? Um, and then we also look at poise. And poise is one I've tried to track down to see if there's like an in-game, anything like formally linking poise to performance in face-off. It's just been mentioned on like different forums. So it's unverified, but- Looking to see yeah. if there's a correlation, not really totally seeing something. But if you look, it's it seems like Shady Meeks. Is that your mic? Oh, is my mic going off? It was like, I don't know. It sounded like oh. it. Okay. Well, Meeks, you know, defies these two attributes and is giving this performance. So you know, maybe there's something else that influences it. Yeah. I mean, we got three players with 99 poise on this list. So I don't know. Maybe it does have a little bit of effect, but then you got some with like 70. Um, 
I mean, if you also look at it, like Fab Freddy and David Leathers have taken like well over 300 face-offs while Shady Meeks, Amirov, Crosby are still like in between the 100 to 200. Mm-hmm. So it could be they're also lining up against lower lines with less face-off value. Yeah. Um, which I could I could see that because Amirov plays fourth line on our our team. So he's lining up against other teams' fourth lines. Um, but it's, yeah, I thought poise would have like a bigger effect. I guess not. I guess we got to continue our investigation on the poise attribute. Yeah. And I, there's got to just be some luck like involved in it, right? You know? It, yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's a sim, right? And I yeah. think once you're at 99 with another person against 99, it's, it's like a 50 50 coin flip at that point. My understanding is that a professional, NHL player that is like highly apt at face offs delivers like a 50% convert or 56% conversion rate. Is that yeah? Like- yeah, like you wouldn't see 65%. In, yeah. Like taking that many face offs. There's been like some games. I know uh, like Colton Sissons on Nashville. I think he took like 19 face offs one game and won every single one, which was like a huge story. And like someone like famous for taking face offs. Patrice Bergeron on, on the Boston Bruins. He but like then there's like coaches that say like he cheats on the face off dot. So it's uh I mean that's a whole other story. But uh yeah. Anyways. Yeah, also wanted to pull this up again, the sub chart by Sun Steel. We've got um and you can check out at Sunsteel five one one at you know Twitter or whatnot. Yeah, just look on our profile. Anyways, um Breakdown by teams, you can see that uh, Alaska and Jacksonville have the highest number of players. These are of the top 30. I think he did it by the top 35 or something. Um, breakdown. Um, so you can see that, you know, top performing teams also have a high number of these players. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, cool. So let's uh, move along to our... You want to do the plays of the let's do the plays of the week, then we'll do the candy. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That sounds good to me. All right, all right. So we've let's start things off with number one, Baker OT. And oh, look at Ooh. that. Oh, baked us. The challengers got smoked. Nice little toe drag goal there. Toe Next drag. up we got Gunny. Oh. Next up, we got Gunny against Las Vegas. And, oh, my gosh, Vegas, they couldn't put it in the empty net. And now Gunny's taken and says, oh, this is what happens when you don't close games out. We tie it up. Look at this right here. Open net. Oh. Vegas, I don't know what they were doing. And then Ware uh, steals it before it goes in. And then, boom, Gunny brings it to OT. Brings it to OT, and speaking of OT, out of as in out of time and direction, we've got a play that will marvel the spirit of human will right here. Let's go. Here it comes. Oh, what happens? What Ooh. is? Oh wow! <laughs> that was. Oh. Uh, I mean, it was a great save by Jury, that's for sure. And then, uh, what the hell was Brownstone doing? He wanted a goal so bad. Didn't matter where it went in. Uh, yep. Right, right in there. Jeez. All right. And next up, we've got. Yeah, we got the Warlocks. Dobbs over here with a nice goal against Malmo. Just slides it right past Shots and Stopper. He wasn't Shots and Stopping anything there. Ooh. Austin Dobbs. Yeah. Up. Big Dobbs, one of the unsung. He rose from the Warsaw, one of the highest commodities coming out of the draft this season. If you're not a Boston Dobbs fan, you soon will be because I guarantee you he's got the rinkside bump. So let's speak into that. Let's see one of our top clientele serve up a goal of their own. We've got the puck coming in. I don't know who's got it, but Potty Potty's got it right now. Oh, giving it back to Owens, and then boom! Oh, twin screw fell down. He was, uh, I don't know, but, you know, we uh, we got him in a goal, and this was the 
first of, I'll let you take the second one, Chewy. What's happening here? <laughs> yeah, we got uh, Owens with the puck once again over to Lindros to Hart. And then Potty's trying to get a hold of it. And Hart off the post. Now Potty has it again. Ooh. And shoots it so hard, goes right through Twinscrew's leg. Jeez, what a goal. What a bunch of ex-Dublin players touching that puck. We got Potty, Lindros, and Hart all <laughs> on that one. Jeez, is this a Florida goal or a, or a Dublin goal right here? <laughs> well, if you cook with the right, if you cook with the best ingredients, the meal always comes out tasting supreme. So shout out to all the you know former Dublin players on that play. That was our play of the week. So moving over two all right so starting us off with the candy i will go with number five. Oh, which one is we've got number five i've got rollos uh mm, rollos these are so good they're chocolate with caramel or caramel in the middle um and they come out and they're like uh you kind of pop them off kind of like uh like neko wafers that are just like big and chocolatey so like Sweet. These are good. Um, let's pull on to your five. Yeah, my number five, this is a controversial run, but it's candy corn. Um, I mean, I don't know how people don't like candy corn. It's just so good. Uh, fuck, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to get heat for this. But what's your thoughts on candy corn? I'm, I'm a tip nibbler, so I will eat the... Uh, dark yellow or i eat the orange and the white part but i don't really eat the yellow part really yes i just nibble the Inter tips interesting uh confirmed potty nibbles tips <laughs> all right <Let's laughs> go to number four all right and uh yep that's right we got a toblerone Ooh, these yeah. are good these are like luxury candies these yeah. I bought one of the, the reason that I like these is I bought one in like the duty free shop yep. and it wasn't a candy. This was like a mace. Like this was a weapon. I'm surprised they let me onto an airplane with like a <laughs> five pound log of chocolate that I could have, you know, like hauled around. Um, yeah. But this was, yeah, these are good. If you, if it looks like you could throw it onto the fire and start something burning, and it's made of chocolate. It's a it's a good treat. So I like myself some Toblerones. Yeah, Toblerones the bomb. I feel like if someone gave you like I know they have the mini ones too, uh, like the single packs. But uh, yeah, if someone's giving you Toblerone in your Halloween basket, like you know they they've got some money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're at you're at the million dollar houses. <laughs> All right, mine is so okay. This was a tough one. So. It's the Tootsie Pops, so I don't know, or the, yeah, the Tootsie Pops. So they're like the Tootsie Rolls, like those little chalk, chocolate, like little shit, like pebbles, uh, but in the lollipop. So, I mean, I love these. My favorites are the strawberry and like the cherry, like the two red ones are, are, are my favorite. But you, you suck on the lollipop until you get to the little Tootsie, the Tootsie Roll at the end. Um the reason I didn't put Tootsie Rolls on here is because this one's like the best of both. You got the lollipop and the Tootsie Roll. But I also feel like this is a controversial one. I feel like a lot of people hate Tootsie Rolls. Uh, I loved them as a kid, though. I like them. Um, in, I mean, like, when it comes to, like, suckers in general, you know, there's, like, three... Well, I'd say there's, like, four main groupings. You know, you've got your Tootsie Pops... Um, you've got your blow pops, you've got the, um, general, like, you know, three to five different flavors coming on like a, like white paper thing, yeah, kind yeah. of like you'd get at a, I want to say a dental office, but they never give them at dentists anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The grocery store. Where, yeah. yeah, yeah the grocery I know what you're store. And then there's like all these gourmet, like artisan lollipops and there's, you know, they sell things at Starbucks, like a cake pop. I classify yeah, yeah. everything else into there. But I really love myself like a blow pop. Um, there's like a super blow pop. I think what my favorite. Blow pop? You never heard of a blow pop? Holy crap. Oh my. Really yo, I should. What's I a blow will, pop? Yo, I'll send you a hundred blow pops. They are. 
it's well, I need to know what they are first before you start sending me. <laughs> in, instead of a Tootsie Roll in the middle, it's a piece of gum. Oh, okay. I know what these are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know what these are. But there's a super, yeah. These are good. These are good. Super blow pop, and it's even more gum. Look, the best when it comes down to like suckers in general. The best part is when you break through the outer layer into the middle. It releases this taste. This and then it's the texture of chewing and breaking through yeah. into something that's chewy and cr- like crunchy and, and crunchy yeah yes yep. and it's it's the optimal experience and my favorite is a is a super blow pop biting into that on like maybe blue raspberry or sour green apple uh, but i really love chocolate i think that's really good um blue's pretty good of, of these tootsie pops orange is yep. an unsung hero um so yeah okay you like uh but the push pops, have you ever had those? Yeah, they're okay, but they like lack like sustenance in like yeah, you know, something but, in the middle. Like, they also get like sticky. Like if you I don't know, people like save them like over days. That's kinda yeah. gross. Dude. Or they it's like or like your your child like leaves them in the car and it gets hot yeah. and it melts and they get stuck <laughs> in the Oh in, yeah. In the I feel like I must have done that at some point. <laughs> Sweet. Yes. Yeah. Blow pops. Low pops. All right, and we've done this one. So, oh, uh, yes. Number three, one of my all-time favorite candies is the vanilla Charleston Chew. This is another um, quintessential um, breaking through, um, like, not like super thick, but like with a, a cold enough temperature to give it a little bit of snap, a little bit of bite. Breaking through that and then going into the the like nougaty center of this is an incredible experience, and it gives you like twelve inches of it. So there's you know a, enough to go around, and you can have this Charleston chew for a while. So I've never had Charleston chews. These are something I would have to find at a gas station. Not every single gas station in America has these, but these would be a gas station item. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it in Canada. Yeah. Charleston, isn't that in Boston? Maybe that's why. I mean, it's like a yeah. Charleston, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess you're going to have to send me uh, a, well, you know what we got to do, actually? We should do like a American and Canadian like candy package or like care package. Yeah. That, that we like send to each other and then like do, a, do like an opening and, and like and like rating shit yeah and like strains of weed as well (laughs) i don't think we could send that over the border but that would be pretty sweet okay okay uh (laughs) well all right so that's my number three and we've got your number three my number three is the sour skittles i feel like these are top tier whenever you're like going trick-or-treating and you see them see the person putting their hand in their like bowl to like hand you and then Ooh. you get like a nice pack of the sour Skittles. Yeah. Uh, regular Skittles also like top tier, but like the sour, I like sour candy. So yeah. the sour is just like, they hit, they hit next level. And you know, when you have like too much of them and then like the inside of your mouth is like completely destroyed yeah. from like all the sour, Yes. you know, that's like the, the, the staple of Halloween, post Halloween candies. Yes. Tooth rot and cheek, skin you know acid just melting it down yep yep uh sour skittles yeah what a fantastic like innovation on the cat the candy category to take you know what was you know on maybe in like the stalemate like cold war between m&ms and skittles who's better and then they're like, yo, we come out with sour. Try to do that. And I think M&M's tried a sour M&M and it, it bombed. It wasn't I feel big. like that's not a th- <laughs> I feel like. Oh. Actually, the other day at the gas station, uh, I picked up a bag of like, they were Skittles gummies. So it's mm. uh, like, just like a wine gummy style. Um, and then Skittle flavors, they had like the berry, the berry pack and then the normal. Those were bomb i like i almost consider those better than better than regular skittles they were that good so mm. oh the see, berry ones see, yeah if you see um 
the gummy Skittles. Try those. Yeah. Oh, the gummies. All right. And next up, we've got number two, easy choice. Oh, we've got oh nice. The Sour Patch Kids smelling. I don't know. I just realized that one's just called Sour Patch Watermelon. It's not even called Sour Patch Kids Watermelon. So I don't know. I kind of snuck this one in here. It would be hard to kind of rank them. I really like this big Sour Patch Kids. One one thing I also really like is there's there's like a big bag of Sour Patch Kids where the instead of them being this big, they're like this big. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those. And then is, is that the ones with like the hat? Like they're like two different flavors, like the tops one color and then like the bottoms another. Oh, I don't I've I don't know if I've had too. those. Um, I've also seen and like I. I remember I was in New York in a candy store, but I'm sure I've seen this other places like Las Vegas or probably some places in Chicago. But there's like, uh, you know, like a five pound like gummy man of like one of oh. these like Sour Patch Kids. Jeez. Made of it that you can eat as well. So I don't know. I really like them. And those are my number two. Yeah. Well, uh, well, as we go to my number two, you won't need to take yours down because my number two is <laughs> Sour Patch Kids. There we go. Uh, yeah. I mean, you said it. Uh, they have a d- bunch of different ones. They have like tropical ones. They have the like, crush flavor. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have crush in the U.S., but it's like like soda, like orange yeah, yeah. crush or like orange yeah, crush. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have like crush flavored Sour Patch. To be honest, they're actually not that great. Uh, the yeah. tropical ones are okay though um yeah there's the big ones the half and halves the like super sour sour patch kids um yeah these are awesome and as i'm like talking about it uh warheads like do you guys Mm. have that those were like like the sourest candy yeah oh yeah Uh, when i was a kid those are also awesome that'll that'll burn a hole in your stomach um yeah i'm I'm a big sour candy guy i remember like because i i used I still like sour candy, um, but I was like really into sour candy. And I remember eating some of the most sour, sour uh, like warheads and yeah, yeah. then like reaching into my mouth and like scraping the inside of my cheek in like flesh, uh, like yeah, come, yeah. come off. <laughs> like, It'll like burn your skin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, wow, I'm uh, really going yeah. all in here. But uh, all right. So number two. And number one, we've got none other than Nerds Ropes. What a fantastic invention to take a, uh, you know, a chewy kind of tasty, almost like a licorice, but like not a licorice. And then just dipping that into a bath of nerds and pulling it out and (laughs) creating this. And if I could have this candy, I would have an industrial-sized spool of this. I'm talking like hundreds, right. hundred yards of this. I'd use this as floss when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> um, I would just consume Nerds Ropes to sustain my livelihood. Um, and I love Nerds Ropes. It's my favorite candy. Sweet. Yeah, my wife loves like the regular Nerds. She, like. Yeah, nerds are pretty dope. I haven't had the ropes, I don't think. I've seen them, though. Yeah. All right, and lastly, my number one, the Maynard Swedish Fish. Uh, This is actually, like, a recent for me. Like, I feel like as a kid, I didn't eat these ones much. I had, like, more of the Swedish berries and the Swedish uh, fuzzy peaches more. Or I guess they're not Swedish, but anyways. Um, but, like, for the past, I'd say, like, five to ten years, uh. Swedish fish have been like bomb. I don't know what it is. They're just like my favorite. They're like, they're chewy, but they're not too chewy. So you can like finish them pretty quick. And I don't know. I just like mouth these down. Last Halloween when, when I took my kids out, uh, I pretty much like devoured the Swedish fish instantly. Uh, I don't know if they're like pretty new or they, they've been around for a while. But uh, yeah, Swedish fish have got to be my number one. And am I still here? Can you hear me? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. And yeah, so that's my number one. Uh, the one thing I didn't put on here, the the f- like three basic candies that everyone gives out, like the arrows, 
Coffee Crisp and Kit Kats. Actually, I don't know if you guys have Coffee Crisp in the U.S., but those three, that those are like the standard like Halloween candy. A handful of those are always amazing. I could I could always mm. uh, mow down on those, but I didn't put them on my list because I don't think they're top tier. They're just like standard procedure. Well, let's you know, let's take a look at the ringside server. We got you know Trev saying his number one is Hershey bars. We've got John Gray Smith saying his is Reese's Pumpkins. Chris Panarin's got Milky Way. Devin Simser got Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Robert yep. Robert Thumps got Reese's. Biff Markham, shout out. High yep, Roller. Pixie Sticks. Pixie Holy sticks. shit. Yeah. I like those. Uh, I yeah. like the big ones, though, like the two-foot-long yeah, yeah. ones. Yeah. So, uh, hot take. Uh, I'm... So I think they're Reese's. You call them Reese's? Uh, well, it depends. It's a there's like a Reese's Reese's okay. peanut butter cups. Reese, and then there's Reese's pieces. Yeah, but you you called them Reese's. Reese's. Reese's pumpkins. I've heard I've heard people call them Reese's. But like I've always called them Reese's. I don't know. Reese's pieces. I feel like that's like a, a big debate topic where people think it's Reese's and other people Reese's think pumpkin. Reese, Reese. What did I say that all three times? Reese's. You said Reese's. You said Reese's all three times. Oh yeah. Now I'm completely saying it differently. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, all let right. us know. You you call them Reese's or Reese's? Yeah. All right, well, let us move on over to our interview with Ironside. All right, welcome here. We're here with the world-famous Nathaniel Ironsides here on Rinkside. Nathaniel, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, gentlemen? Ooh, doing well today. How about you, Chewy? Yeah, yeah not bad. Not bad. Just uh, sipping a drink and uh, chatting with you boys. Oh, Chewy, Chewy's thinking of eating some pizza pretty soon. Yeah, like- yeah, the the pizza's gotta gotta come out soon. What's uh, what's your favorite type of pizza, Ironsides? Uh pepperoni. But uh, you have to go with the flavored crust. Ooh, the flavored crust. Fla- with the flavored crust. I've never heard of that. Is that with cheese in it, or is that uh? Nah, no, nah, not not the stuffed stuff. Uh, not anything with like stuffed cheese or anything. Uh, I I like little garlic parmesan, garlic Ooh. butter. Oh, okay, okay, very nice. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, Detroit style too. Oh yeah, yeah, where it's like uh like a square. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, uh, awesome. So tell us, you know, we've talked about your favorite pizza, so the world knows your most <laughs> intimate secrets already. Uh, but oh, know, of course. Tell tell us a little bit about who are you in goals. So, I'm Nathaniel Ironsides. Uh, I am uh, I am uh, a centerman in Melbourne, but I also coach a team, and I'm also a pretty good uh, minors coach in uh, Vancouver. Shout out Wales. Yes, sweet. Yeah, so so yeah, uh, tell us about that a little more. How did you become the Vancouver Wales coach? How's it going so far? Uh, any any tips for the other coaches that you want to reveal? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so uh, did, I I wanted to get get more involved with the league, and uh, I love hockey, so uh, it was no brainer. I uh, then one day I just uh, applied to be a coach and a couple of days later about a week later they were looking for a coach and uh now i'm in vancouver okay cool excellent and um how's your experience been in vancouver have you enjoyed it i love it i uh i love the florida affiliates and melbourne affiliates uh i i got some of my uh, friends in the league so uh some of them uh, joined me in Vancouver, and I absolutely love being there. Sweet. Okay, so so you mentioned Melbourne and uh, 
and Florida are your t- uh, the the Wales affiliated yes. teams. Uh, so you you were on Florida originally. Now you're on Melbourne after a trade a few weeks ago. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Staying within the organization. Uh, what are you doing with Melbourne now? So, uh, funny story. Uh, I talk to Sean a lot. I'm, I'm very talkative and, uh, I, I like being involved. I like being hands off on, uh, as much as I can. And I, I like helping people. So I like helping Sean out and apparently, uh, they were looking for a coach and, uh, I guess I could do both. So, uh, here we are coaching both teams. Cool. How, how many games? So how many as a coach, do, are you just doing the strats or are you doing the lines as well? I'm doing it all. You're doing it all. How many games have you coached so far? Uh, Melbourne? Tonight uh, is the, was the third one. Third one. And, and it's going well so far. You enjoying it? I love Learning it. Lots. Sweet. And you, you've been doing pretty well, right? You snapped that, uh, 13 game loss streak your first night, right? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I've helped, uh, Sean a little bit, but, uh, that first night was, uh, my, my coaching debut for Melbourne. And I don't know if you've talked about the, uh, the minors, uh, but Vancouver has been going from like last to, uh, now fourth place. So we're making noise. Yeah, nice. And we, you know, here at Warsaw, we appreciate you keeping fourth place nice and warm for us because we'll be <laughs> swooping in there to take it. But you're welcome to go uh, for Last time I checked, you were uh, <laughs> close to last. Oh, yeah, sec- second to last. But, you know, that's the way we like to, you know, we build our nest and then we learn to fly. And we'll, uh, you know, swoop into fourth. You can take third or second or first. That Those are... You know, totally. Hey, that that works. That 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 works for me. And uh, believe it or not, so we're we're four to get a game out, uh, and then we got Saskatoon uh, next week. Okay. Day uh, one. So some some big games coming up then, eh? Huge, huge games. Huge games to to solidify your top spot. Well, you obviously have. Uh, you know, a big role, uh, in the minors and, and starting up with Melbourne. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're coaching two teams. What, what would you say your ambitions are? Uh, like, what are you looking for? What do you think your plan is next season and, uh, and the seasons beyond? Well, it, it uh, I think with Melbourne, it's, it, uh, believing in the vision that Sean has and I, I've, I've bought into it. Uh, we'll see what happens with free agency and things of that nature, but uh, we're going to continue on what uh, what we started on and uh, continue from there. And uh, with with Vancouver, uh, it's to win the cup. Sweet. So, so you mentioned free agency, and and I mean for for the for the people watching, is this you committing to re-sign in Melbourne, or is this you saying that? That you need to uh, you need to keep your options open. We need we need we need the scoop here, and and we need this in writing. Well, you can write any story you want. <laughs> Unfortunately, and also fortunately, I signed a three-year deal last season with Florida. So, okay. Regardless of what I say tonight. Or next year, or two days from now, doesn't really matter. I am in Melbourne. Okay. Well, uh, so you are signed until season six. So, yeah. so this off season will be, will be well. Next year would be your your free agent season. I uh, uh, I believe so because I did. Yeah. Last, last season in Florida. I, this season, I, and then I, one more. And then year two was this year. Yeah, so so Melbourne has the opportunity to to sign you early. Is this uh, is this something you'd consider? Is this something you and Shaboy have talked about yet, or or are you? Uh, it it is not. Uh, believe it or not, it is has not been discussed. But okay. I have blown up this man's DMs way too much. 
but I, but I'm sure that he uh, is appreciative of people talking to him. Okay, that was super vague. So we'll leave it at. Yes. Melbourne hasn't reached out to you about contract extensions. It they sounds have. like you're trying to keep your options open. So you heard it here, the coach of Melbourne. Who knows what's happening? Right. He's a. All I'm saying is there's there's only one person in goals that te- that coaches in the pros and the minors. Daniel Ironsides is the top player in goals right now. If you are looking for a head coach, a potential GM, or a long-term owner, he hasn't committed. He's open. He might have to spend another year in Melbourne, but you can come come through the ringside talent brokerage. We're here to connect you with the top talent. And, uh, you know, uh, Nathaniel, we, we wish you all the best in your time at goals. We've got a closing question. So, like we think about like five years ahead in the future, where do you sure. see the future of goals? The future of goals. Yeah. Well, the easy answer is the moon. Yeah. Moon. Goals just, on the moon. Just, just to the moon. And Nathaniel Ironsides would, in five years, I you know what? Give me two cups. Two cups. Two cups. And is this in Melbourne? Can we get confirmation if this is in Melbourne or if uh, this is on another team? Melbourne, that that could be in a expansion team. I don't know. Oh. It could, it oh. could be first oh. goal Uh-oh. on the moon. Oh, lunar team! Damn, he's gonna have an expansion moon team. How sick would that be? That's going to be an expensive uh, flight for Dublin to go play out there. <laughs> All right. I, I hope that you submit an application to have an expansion team that's on the moon. I would 100% back you. Um, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what. As soon as we're done here, I'm going to submit an application to have a team. And in parentheses, I will say the moon. There we go. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for hopping on with us tonight. uh, And have a great November ahead of you. Absolutely. Go Wales. Go Melbourne. Have a great night, boys. Good night. All right. And we're back from our interview with Ironsides. That was really awesome hearing from him. Um, Chewy is the... Halloween night comes to an end and the full moon sets and the werewolves begin to dwell in their hallowed cries into the night. Um, what closing words do you have for us? Uh, well, first off, congrats to everyone who made the All-Star Game and uh, good luck to everyone this week and uh, happy Halloween. Stay safe. Remember, if there's a uh, you get uh, raisins or apples or uh, insurance flyers in your in your Halloween basket this year. Throw those out immediately, and uh, don't eat razor blades. Yes, don't eat them. Stay safe, and let's go. Mm-hmm.